Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as dance teachers and choreographers living here in New York City. We'll be sharing our experiences and all the ridiculous and hilarious truths. With that being said, let's get into today's topic. Questions, part three. So I thought for this week's episode, instead of like apologizing for the millionth time about our schedules being erratic, <laughs> we would kind of talk about some of the things that's been going on with me and Danielle during these COVID times. Yeah. And also throw in like some really fun questions that like have come up during, you know, different things we've done. Um, but hopefully, you know, our schedules are back to normal and we can be our consistent, wonderful selves again. Always thank you guys for listening. Yeah. So let's dive into our first question. Yeah. How have you stayed healthy physically and mentally during the pandemic? Oof. So um, I will have to say, so something that, you know, some people may know about me or don't is like, I definitely suffer from a varying degree of anxiety. It's nothing too crazy, but it can definitely creep up and present itself. And so I think at the beginning of COVID, when we weren't sure what was going on and we were quarantined and work was like all crazy, I started like, so in general, I'm a, I'm a clean person. I like my freshman year of college, I had this like very, very dirty, like roommate in a dorm. And ever since then, I've been like kind of crazy about cleaning. Um, but I was probably deep cleaning my apartment like mm, twice a day at the beginning of COVID. And I like finally took a step back and realized I was like, this is me dealing with my anxiety like this is the way that my anxiety is manifesting I like have to make sure that everything is spotless it's like the one thing I can control right now so I definitely know that about myself which like isn't great but I guess like a better alternative than other things but after I kind of got past the crazy cleaning and like that this is going to be the reality um something I actually ended up doing with a friend was we both decided to uh do the artist way together and so it's an artist who, nice. to those who don't know is a book, um, and we've talked about it before on this podcast, and it's really geared toward any type of an artist, even a non-artist person can do it. You read a chapter a week, you're supposed to write your morning pages or three pages of just like freehand stream of consciousness a day, and each chapter each week also comes with like tasks, things to do and observe and think about, things to try things to let go of and it's really supposed to be about like deep diving into who you are as a human and an artist and unblocking basically unblocking all that like stuff that builds up as artists so I've done it before my friend had done it before and we decided to kind of do it together especially during you know at the beginning when it was like well there's nowhere to go so and I think that that was really great you know that kept me really centered and thinking about kind of like how I could take myself on my, um, on my artist dates. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, I just started doing some more reading, some more like quote unquote self-help, just like really diving into like what I want to do, who I want to be, how I want to come into this new school year and just focusing on like me as a person. And like, even though I'm in my apartment, you know, like, you know, probably still like 85 to 90% of my time, like, what can I do that makes me happy and putting myself first? Um, and then physically, like, 
just doing what I can, you know, like I got really, I was practicing Pilates pretty regularly before the pandemic on a reformer on a springboard, you know, like lockdown hit. And so I deep dived into mat Pilates and nice. uh, my boyfriend and I have been doing pop sugar shadow boxing workouts in the living yes. room a couple of days a week. Like that's great with grunting out aggression. You know, I guess like fake punch things. Um, and just kind of like, yeah, like what, what is stuff that I've already liked to do um, and continue to do? You know, taking long walks has been great. Um, I recently started taking bar classes again, like actual legitimately like ballet bar work class. Um, so shout out really quickly to plug this. The Dutch National Ballet has a series of bar work and um, center work on YouTube. You can just Google Dutch National Ballet bar work. And um, it's legit ballet bar work. And I've just been doing it at the kitchen counter, using that as a bar. And it's been really nice to reconnect to ballet. And like, that's been awesome. So, you know, I think I'm just like, you know, I've had moments during this, of course we all have, but I also think I've been trying to like reconnect to like, what do I want to do? What makes me happy? And focusing on that because also like no one else is here to see anything. So like, why the fuck not, you know? True. What about you? Physically, I like slept right when quarantine kind of started just because like I was coming off a lot of gigs and so it's like, surprise, you randomly have time now. So my body kind of was like, oh my God, sleep, sleep. Because we, we, I mean, at the beginning we thought it was going to be over in two weeks. So it was like, if you can sleep for these two weeks, you'll be great to power through everything else. Um, and then also in the midst of that, my family was dealing with my mother's health issues. She's perfectly fine now. Uh, but I'm dealing with her health issues. So like mentally, I was kind of all over the place where like there was just a lot happening and I was unable to go home because of we were in New York and my mother's health issues. It was just not safe for me to be around my family coming through New York, which was kind of the hot button area at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, so mentally, I kind of dived into video games and television shows that I've always like loved or like, you know, I... And it sounds crazy because I'm sure everyone has done this, but like diving into those television shows that I've always wanted to watch but never had time to, or, you know, like I would always stop myself after two episodes because I need to get to bed because I have to get up for in the morning. So like to just being able to like finish, you know, whole seasons of shows or like going back, I went back and rewatched all the Harry Potter movies or, you know, went back, watched a lot of the Star Wars movies. Um like, I went back and watched a television show, like, Alias, which is, like, a really old spy show. But, like, deep diving back into those things that just kind of, like, centered me was, like, a huge, a huge help. And it kind of, like, still is, like, now. Like, I'm diving into new television shows or, like, just all those things that you, I, you never have time for as an adult that's working and, like, living a life. Like, I kind of dived into all those things that, like, I never, never really gave myself time to dig into. I also moved in the middle of the pandemic and like set myself up for like future things that like to, to benefit me later in life. Like, so eventually I'm going to be in like the suburbs of New York city, which is like perfect for me. Um, because I've like started taking, I, I miss taking like walks in my neighborhood and things like that. And I wasn't doing that in the city as much. Um, and so, like, doing that again, it's like, oh, yeah, nature. Like, I forgot I like nature walks. And, like, it's starting to be, start, we're inching towards fall. So, like, the weather's cooling off. So, I'm, like, my favorite season. And I'm reconnecting with nature. So, like, those have been, like, my biggest mental 
and like physical connections that like have helped me stay like sane and healthy during these times. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think like it's so cliche and we talked about it before, but I think like there is a silver lining to this pandemic and, you know, like a lot of us who are in our, you know, mid to late twenties and thirties and even older, but definitely around like our age and generation in our early thirties, I think like we, you know, regardless of being artists, everyone has been so crazy busy at work and so focused on like work and promotions and what comes next. And like, do Mm -hmm. I want to start a family? Like, are we, do we have to do X, Y, and Z? And then like, definitely in the arts world, it's even more exact, you know, exacerbated by, you know, having and trying to constantly work and make a name for yourself. And I think like, like this, there's this weird thing happened where we all had to stop and slow down. And like, you know, like we both said, like it, it actually made us like stop and breathe and do things we wanted to do that we never had time to do. And also like reconnect to things that we had abandoned. I, so I think oh, like, yeah. you know, like it's made me even more so know like what's important to me and where I put my energy and stuff. But yeah. Absolutely. Um, so our next question is what artist, what new artists have you discovered lately? The pandemic has like forced me to spend more time on social media than I ever want to. But in the process of this, I really have like discovered some really cool artists of different kinds. Um, like there's this one content creator, Adam Wahid, Wahid, I believe is how you pronounce his name. That's on Instagram. And he's just like funny YouTube videos, funny YouTube and Instagram videos, but like, they're 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 funny they're cliche but they're also a little intelligent and i really appreciate it like those moments of laughter that like have come up like watching his videos and things like that um and another artist that like i've dealt i loved her work before but like really dove into is michaela cole um who did uh chewing gum or black earth or i will destroy you which is her current one i think on hbo or maybe showtime but like She's a Black woman from London, like, basically created her own content. It's brilliant. And so, like, people keep giving her money to create more, and she keeps winning more awards and things like that. Um, so I just love that she's another one that's just, like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but, like, I have a vision and a plan, so I'm going to keep trying. So watching her work has definitely, like, been really great, like, connecting connecting to her work. Um and there's probably a couple other artists that like have like really stood out to me, but like I've I've loved like digging into other artists. That has been definitely a fun one for me during like recently, like with everything going on, being like, oh, well, who sings this song? Oh, I like the same artist. So like it's kind of been nice. Like I've also found so much music I'm excited to choreograph to you. As you know, like even in COVID times or going forward, just like so much music that I've loved has like come across, you know me listening to, you know, Spotify all day, you know, like, which you never have time to do before. So, like, literally having Spotify on all day, I found so many songs. I was like, ooh, save that one. Like that one. So I can, like, go back and choreograph to it later. So, yeah, those are definitely the ones that for me. What about you? Um, I don't have anyone in particular, um, but I would say, like, it's being in the pandemic has definitely made me just, like, same thing kind of like you, like just having music on in the background um, and discovering like so many new songs and like, I have no idea who these people are, the artists, I've never heard of them, but just saving them. And I'm excited Mm -hmm. for the opportunity in the future to use these songs and just to see a lot of people like creating work on YouTube. Um, 
you know, I, I don't have anyone off the top of my head specifically, but I do think that there's been like this awesome, like, yeah, um, opportunity to actually watch art mm-hmm. and artists and listen and see things. So that's been kind of cool. Uh-huh. Moving on to our next question. Favorite musical made in the last 10 years? So this was And you can't say Hamilton. Oh, I wasn't. Well, I wasn't going to say it because <laughs> I feel, I'm going to be honest, I feel like that's kind of a cop-out. But this, oh, this was hard for me because at the first ones that came to mind were from like 2005 or 2006. And I was like, that was 10 years ago. And then when I like thought for a minute, I was like, oh my God, no, like 10 years ago was 2010. Like, that's insane. Like, I can't, mm-hmm. believe, I can't, I'm like, I can't believe it's already been 10 years. But then I think about like, how old I was 10 years ago. And I'm like, that feels such, like such a long time ago. So long ago. Um, oh my God. Like we weren't even done with college then. No, we were still in college. And time is such a weird construct to me because I'm always like, things feel like they move so quickly. But then at the same time, I'm like, look how much can change in like just six months or a year because time also yeah. slowly. Yep. It's so strange. Anyway. So I've been thinking about this and I, I have two, I think my, um, and they're very new, but I think new musicals, right? Because like favorite musical, like in the past 10 years, like I kind of, like, I want to put the revival of Once on this Island in there, but I'm also like, it's not new. So I feel like we need to talk uh, about it. No, that was definitely made before then. And we're going to talk um, about revivals a little later, but. Yeah. But um, I think I would definitely go with the prom and Beetlejuice. Um, I think the prom came out at like the perfect time. I think that's what we needed in society. Um, Tony and I saw it together and I remember just being like, that's a musical. Like that's a full grad, like American musical. Like it has issues. Like the choreography is amazing. The costumes are fun. Like it made me laugh. Like Uh I really needed that. And then Beetlejuice just like blew all of my any I didn't honestly I had no expectations because I was like oof like movie musical this is going to be terrible. I heard terrible things in that out of town preview yes it but I was like this is not going to go well it didn't do great in DC and we actually have a friend who worked on it and even said like not great when she was with them in DC and it just blew everything out of the water and I think mm-hmm. it was so smartly done so whatever work they did between DC and New York I mean it just it worked and, um, it Phenomenal. was awesome it was it's really an awesome musical but what about you um I so I'm sort of torn with you about like I also at the moment was like oh wait 10 years ago who when was that but I think the two I I met I have a tie again uh Strange Loop mm. off Broadway and uh The Prom I think again for me and the reason why I love the prom so much is the lead vehicles were two women. It was like, it was a gay couple, a young gay couple, but it was like, it was, so that was like different. We didn't have the standard go-to musical that we always have. And same thing, choreography was amazing, wonderful dancing, but like, it just, it just shows that the story, that the stories that we tell can evolve and grow and change you know, and, or, and just, I just seeing the world in today's society, because the musical went one direction 
where they talk about how, you know, like, this is what you should do. And it was coming from the older generation's perspective. And then they went with the younger generation's perspective, which was like, I'm going to do this on YouTube. You know, like little moments like that, where I was just like, oh, that's so creative and instinctual. And just seeing the evolving of people's careers over the course of the show, you know, like seeing the Fosse girl, like her evolve and change and, um, or like the one guy that was on tour that ended up becoming like a drama teacher. Like, I just love all the different kind of aspects of artists getting older that they showed, but also artists being young and how you can find your voice so differently than the person beside you. Um, so I just thought it was beautifully crafted and it is coming to Netflix. Ryan Murphy has spearheaded that program to turn the prom into a movie musical and it's coming to Netflix. They have the right cast, so I'm interested to, well, save judgment until it's out. But yeah, um, and then Strange Loop is the same thing. It's a musical about writing a musical, you know? So like, I love when it just takes those concepts and kind of flip it on its head. Um, so yeah, those are definitely like my top favorites. They're just so well done, so well done. Yeah. What is one thing pre-quarantine that you miss? And I love this. I actually love this question because I feel like nobody's really been asking that or talk or mm -hmm. necessarily like talking about it because I feel like at this point now, everyone's like, okay, like this is our new normal. Like I can go out now to a degree. I just wear my mask. I'm mm -hmm. safe about it. Certain activities I don't do anymore. Some I can do. So this is interesting, but what is yours? Or For me, yours? it's the it's the craziness of New York and I know this sounds so weird but it's like there have been times where I've like been at cl taking classes or like gone to auditions or like been in the city stumbled onto somebody and they're like oh my god let's go to dinner and you're like yeah sure and then that turns us into getting a nightcap and that turns us into going to another bar or another club and then we bump into somebody else and then we bump into somebody else and so you end up having this long illustrious day or like I've been out at the park and like went from the park to a bar to a club and like just like those long random days that like when you woke up it was just I'm gonna go for a walk in the park today or we're gonna like have a picnic in the park and it turned into this crazy sometimes drunken weekend where it's like and I miss that about New York City where like, because like, I mean, it's also why it can't really happen right now. There were just so many people and so many different lives and things happening all on top of each other that like, you just never knew where your night was gonna take you some days or your day even, you know? Mm -hmm. There have been days where we've gone to like a wine bar on the other side of the planet. I was like, I didn't even know we were in New York City, you know? Like, so I just kind of miss the, the randomness that happens out of New York sometimes just from all those lies being intertwined that's that's really what I'm missing and it's it's like I said it's it's there to an extent you know you can plan where you want to go but you have to be a little more cautious and you know it, people aren't as willing to like have those long crazy adventurous days right now and as they shouldn't be you know everyone be safe and all the like but I am I'm missing I'm missing those just like random random days that like me and Danielle have had together sometimes where it's just like this is what we're doing now great you know so that's I miss that I miss the random New York City yeah I have, to, I have to agree and I agree right I feel like especially you know if you're in New York right now or have been lately or have friends or family who are here and you kind of know how New York City particularly is functioning right now, it's like, yes, now we're back to like a varying degree of mm -hmm. we can do these things. 
but it is, you know, planning is involved. It's like, all right, like we got to make a reservation, you know, we got to plan where we're going to go, like what places have outdoor, will we have to, you know, like where will we wait, where will, it just like for now, it's like it takes more planning and like, it's like, is it worth it then if I have to plan all these things, you know? But versus I, before we would just right. be like oh that I heard that restaurant was good let's go right <laughs> exactly and I miss that I do like I I miss I do I really miss those random days of like let's go get a drink or let's go get food or let's just meet up and then it yeah it turns into like there are days where it's been like oh let's go for a walk in the village and it's turned into like I'm at an 8 p.m curtain call for a Broadway show like you yeah. know or, or, <laughs> yeah. yeah like we're, you know, going to this bar or like, oh, so-and-so called me, like, let's meet up with them. I mean, the weekend, not the, not the weekend of like, like the weekend of like, I think it was like March 8th or something. So not like the weekend before the shutdown, which I also went a little crazy in, but the weekend before, Tony and I ended up going out with a huge group of friends. And it was one of those days because it was one of those days where three of us started at brunch. It turned into a, wouldn't it be fun to go to this bar? Let's text the group, see who's available. Half the people said they couldn't make it and then ended up coming. And then it was like, who wants to go to the movies? And it was so fun. And thankfully, I mean, there were like 14 or 15 of us too at the end. I'm like very, very thankfully and blessed. Nobody got sick. Everyone, everyone was, yeah, we were all fine. Again, um, you know, we didn't really know yet real what was happening, but I miss those. And I also really miss taking like workout classes and dance classes with people. Like completely. I miss going to a yoga class. I miss going to a Pilates class. I miss going to a dance class. And it, for a long time, for months, it was fine. Now I'm like, all right. I just want to be in a class with other people. That energy, that energy of it's other that's people. That's what it is. It's the energy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I miss that stuff. Um, and I know it's going to come back. I know it's, you know, look, again, time is super weird. It's been an yes. insane. Look how much has changed since March. It's been six months. It's been an insane six months, a horrendous six months. But it's also only been six months. Exactly. Starting to see, you know, there's a lot of problems. Obviously, the economy is wrecked right now, but we are starting to see some semblance of quote unquote normalcy coming back and safely coming back. Um, Absolutely. So I just think like in six months from now, it's going to be March. It'll be a year since this started, and like uh, nobody can predict what that's going to look like <laughs> at all. But I think I, and that's why I like this question is just like. I think you have to validate those feelings about the things that we miss, you know, because things grow and change. And like I said, we, me and Daniel are at, at this point in our lives where like things grow and evolve naturally anyway. So I, I, I love that like, it's okay to say what you miss and okay to talk about it. Cause I think like, I just, it, for me, it just makes me not feel alone. Cause when I've said that to a lot of people, I was like, I miss the energy. Cause I've taken some online classes and I've had, you know, I've enjoyed yeah, them um, and I've it's done home workouts. Thing, but it's not the same as being in that classroom where everyone's really feeling the song and everyone's kind of like in it, you know, and you get really great improv sometimes in class. Like, so like, those are the, I'm with you on Danielle. I, I get, definitely feel where it's like, yeah. you can't replace that. You can't, you can't change that. Um, our next one, 
what is one thing post quarantine you hope will change? <laughs> LOL. Everything. Um, I hope that everything that's happened in the very short six months, because while it's felt like a year and I'm like, oh my God, March honestly seems like a distant memory now. Like yep. those days, those early April days that were very scary in New York seem like a distant memory. It, I mean, ask anyone who stayed and is in New York that mm-hmm. time in late March, early April to yes, how it is yeah, now. Yeah. Are completely different worlds completely different mm-hmm. but um i really hope that the things that we are going through as a world um don't just go away i really hope that with a vaccine should this vaccine be legit in november december january should it be next june whenever this vaccine is real and works and whatever you know like i i hope that people just um i hope that this push for change continues i hope that people speaking up continues i also hope that people continue to make space for themselves i feel like we were really good about that during this pandemic and everyone said we're going through this like crazy shared trauma and you like need to make space for yourself and what's important to you and what you need And I hope that that doesn't go away when things return to quote unquote normal and that people remember like you're still allowed to make space for yourself and that like we did go through this shared trauma. So like this is something, you know? Mm -hmm. For me, it's definitely like the the undertaking of Black Lives Matter and that entire movement. Absolutely. Yes, continue. That... I don't want to dwell on that too long. That's really why I'm kind of pushing that, but absolutely that agenda. But for me, it's like kind of what Danielle said too, like we need to take time for ourselves. And I hope that continues, you know, like, uh, yes, we're dealing with a pandemic, but the amount of people that like have reconnected with their families, reconnected with themselves and, you know, or friends or reach, I've had random friends from like high school reach out, you know, to just, you know, like, hey, I always see your stuff on Facebook, but like, you're doing really well. I'm so proud of you, you know? And I've done the same to a couple of people myself, but like, I think we as people just connected a lot better when we slowed down. And I hope that continues. Like, I just hope we continue to be like, hey, I'm not feeling well. I'm going to take a day off, you know? Like, and it doesn't have to be COVID related. It's just something like, I am worn down or I am stressed out. Like, I need to just take a day where I don't leave my house and I just watch TV and relax. Like, those things like help us in the long run so much that I, you know, like, or people being like, Hey, you know, I checked out of social media. I haven't looked at my phone or we went camping this weekend, having gone camping since a kid, like seeing all those posts and things like that, where people are kind of checking out. I'm just goes like, yes, guys, like we need more of that. Um, and the other big thing that I hope continues is the access to the arts, which yeah. is something we haven't really talked about too much. But like, I, well, I talked about, me and Danielle talked about this a little bit in uh, the first couple of quarantine episodes, mm-hmm. um, yeah. where like we were able to take, because like me and Danielle are adults at work, we don't always get to take class with people that we want to take class with, but because everyone's doing an online class now and they're like saving it, you know, or posting on YouTube or, or leaving it where it can be accessed later. I've been able to see so many people teach or set choreography or work on things like that that I've never done in my entire life. You know, or like you were saying, like the Dutch, you said the Dutch ballet you've been taking classes with? 
that's amazing. Like yeah. never have, when, when do we ever have time? You so wouldn't, like, you would, you would never, right. you would never, right? So like to time and then like funds to do yeah. so, even cause we do have a lot come through New York, but it's also just like, who has the funds every week for, you know, this, the next big name to come through. So I hope that that element continues where, you know, more companies are willing to have, you know, like a video series or, you know, like a work that's been done for 10 years, you know, maybe it'll be online now so that, you know, the general public can stream it and watch it, you know, um, or like New York City Center Encores, like they always revamp old school musicals and like they're, they've been sharing clips from performances from the vault, like shows from like 99, 98 that like literally is from a musical that's only been revived twice ever. They're like posting clips from it. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. You know, like, so little moments and things like that where I like, I wish, like I would, I just want that to continue where like, you know, anybody can click on their computer and like watch, have access to opera, ballet, you know, you name it. I hope that continues because that just sharing of the arts just is it's what's unified people during this extremely stressful time. And I, I can't imagine how many artists' careers were sparked because they were able to see, you know, Meryl Streep doing the Sondheim, you know, uh, concert or Audrey McDonald doing this, you know, like things like that. Like, because normally that concert's on PBS where no one would really get to see it or, you know, but it was a huge talk of the town when it happened, you know. So, I really, really hope that continues. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a huge thing, a huge positive that could come out of this. Mm -hmm. So kind of in the same vein, um, what's something you discovered about yourself during quarantine? Probably that I don't, this sounds so crazy. I don't hate people as much as I thought I did. Because <laughs> um, I'm, I'm one of those people, like I said, for most of the quarantine, being by myself, playing video games, watching TV, I was thriving. Like, I thrived in it. But then I realized, like, it got to probably, like, end of May, June, where I was like, oh, I haven't had, like, a lot of human interaction. I should probably, like, try to be around a person that I need that. Oh, okay. And so I, I really learned that, like, I need a balance of alone time to like recharge but also like human interaction time to like be around people and I always thought that was the reverse that I didn't really need that for the longest but I get I guess I always have needed it but living in New York City you're kind of forced to get that whether you want to or not and so when that was removed it just made me realize oh I really need both yeah Definitely both. what about you what's something you've discovered um I think I discovered um a couple of things. I think my biggest thing was like, I like really let go of like caring what other people do. Not like, in a, not like, in a, I don't care if you're okay or not, but in more of like a superficial way, I think like <laughs> it was so easy pre-quarantine to get wrapped up in friends and coworkers yes. and, and acquaintances and so-and-so I've never even met, but I've heard of and just like all their drama and continue mm. Talk about it, right? And like, I just was like, ain't nobody got time for this. Like, yeah. we are in a pandemic. I don't care. If yeah. you want to be in a relationship with someone I don't approve of, I'm like, are you safe? Are they safe? Are we right. okay? Are we financially okay? Are we stable? Great. I might not look like your partner. It doesn't fucking matter. 
it doesn't matter. You're going to learn that on, you know, it's your relationship. True. It's things like that. It's things like even friends or friends of friends, like, oh, like you didn't reach out to so-and-so and you know what? No, like we didn't have a great relationship pre-pandemic and this is time for me to focus on like what I want and they'll focus on what they want. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like I, I'm coming off bitchy saying it, but it's more of a place of like, I'm just over not, I would always try to never judge someone, but of course it comes out, right? Of course you have biases and preconceived notions and they come out and, mm-hmm. and during the pandemic, I've just really been like, okay, cool. Or like someone will call me up and say that something happened to someone and I'll be like, that's great for them. Like good for them, you know, or yeah. something, something didn't happen. And I'm like, okay, I hope, you know, I wish them well. I hope they're okay. Or, you know, I just, we're all going through life on a different journey. And I just am like, there's no point. Like, there's no point in me involving myself or buying into any drama or gossip or craziness, right? It's just not, it's just not worth it, right? I, I want to pour my energy I, elsewhere. Like right, gossip. I even had a situation um, a week or two ago at work where, you know, myself included a couple people were very stressed out we had had a long week there's a lot of testing happening new kids were remote right and you know there was like a there was like a kind of argument that or a conflict a con we'll call it a conflict a conflict that ensued um you know at a staff meeting and i just you know i was really upset and i think that i was you know part of me was still in the right but I kind of just like talked it out after with my boyfriend and and a friend and then I let it go and I continued on my weekend and I woke up on that Monday after it happened and I just was like, okay, like we're done. And we cleared it up, right? Like my coworkers and I like talked it through on Monday. We cleared up the confusion. We came to a consensus and I was like, cool, no hard feelings. Let's move on because there's just no time and energy. And why would you want that in your life? So I've been really big on that. Um, and also, like, I've just really, I've really, like, thought about what I like, right? Like, I like, um, like, things that are not art-related. Like, what do I like? Like, I re- my, like, friends all know this. Like, I, re- and my family, I really like wine. Like, I'm super into wine. And not just, like, drinking wine, but, like, I'm interested in, like, where do the grapes come from? What oh, makes yeah. a certain wine a certain way? Like, why is the bottle important? Like my dad's whole like retirement thing is like, he helps out at this like winery by my parents' house. And he'll do like during like the summer and fall and spring and like, you know, not during COVID, he'll like do wine tastings and he'll host them for the, for the winery. So he's like learned a lot about it. And I've learned a lot about it. And like, yeah, I mean, like, I've just been really into it. I've been really into like, what wines do I like and not like, like, I just got this really awesome book about like wine like mm. everything, you know, and I just, so I, I've just kind of like decided like, that's a hobby I like, you know, and something I'm really interested in. And that totally fits like, you. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I mean, like, this is not new to me, but I'm like, I listeners, this, this is definitely up Danielle's alley. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I just like really like let myself love it during the pandemic and be like, great, let's like, let's do this. Mm. Um, so that kind of rolls us into our next question. What is something you discovered about your art during the quarantine? Oh, man. Um, I don't know. You know, like, I didn't, I haven't necessarily been creating. Um, You know, I'm back at work, so I'm making lessons. And my lessons are currently asynchronous, so they're done 
um, they're like pre-recorded, but it's not just like me pre-recording a class. It's like using all these different new technologies to also like give the kids different avenues of learning about dance, which has been like really Mm. cool and fun and something that we had talked about on a previous podcast actually was like so what do we do right mm-hmm. like yeah. what is like, the goodness that can come out of like remote learning and I've been like really like leaning into that and like okay so what else can I do to teach these kids um so I think like that's been something about my art that I've been like discovering is like what other avenues can I use what, what can we do to continue to teach about art and dance mm-hmm. um and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I want to, you know, I want to start looking for more choreography projects. I think, um, I think I also just discovered that like, I really, we talked about this on in an episode, right? Like the need during the pandemic for people to like record themselves and like prove that they're taking oh, yeah. class in dancing. And I think for me, I really discovered no. like, I'm not about that. Like I wanted to take class for me, right? Like, yeah. I decided I literally the how I discovered these like bar classes for the Dutch National Ballet was like I woke up one morning and I was like I really 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 want to do ballet like I just do and I never do that because I grew up doing ballet and I have this weird love-hate relationship with ballet and it's a A lot of dancers do (laughs) right but I woke up and I was like I just really want to be at a bar and so I found these classes on YouTube and I just discovered like for me, my art is like what makes me feel good. And like, just like really making, making dances and art for me. Right. And I know mm-hmm. how to do commercial work and I love doing musicals and film and all that commercial work, but just being true to myself of like, this is the type of dance and art that makes me happy. And I don't need to prove to anyone that I'm, doing it like I thought about it right like I thought about like oh I'm gonna like record myself doing my bar class and like post it on Instagram and make like a cute little caption and then I was like that's fucking stupid like why why do people need to know I'm dancing again if people know me they know that I'm always dancing it's part of my life it's what I love to do so Mm -hmm. why would I need to do that that's very true what about you though for me, I forget, like, I, and I, I feel like I constantly am reminded of this, but, like, I discover, like, the healing power of, like, doing the arts again. Um, I directed a show that we filmed, so I guess a short, a musical film? I don't, I don't, I don't know how to call it, but it's a musical, but we filmed it. Um, I directed a show a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago? Oh, my God, that was a few weeks ago. Um, and, like, that entire rehearsal process and, like, everything was, like, very new and different because we were all via Zoom and, you know, I was dealing with middle school girls mostly. I had a few boys, but mostly middle school girls. And, like, I just, I, I forgot, like, how much of a saving grace the arts can be, you know, because we got to the end of the session, uh, the end of rehearsals and, you know, they'd done their part. So it was literally me and the editors and the MD. And, you know, that final kind of check-in on the day, we asked him, like, what was your favorite thing about this? And, you know, how are things going for you guys? And one of my girls was like, um, I've loved this because, like, my mom's back to work. So, like, I'm sitting at home all day by myself with no one to talk to you because I can't hang out with my friends in the neighborhood. So, like, meeting all – and, like, we're on Zoom, so the kids are, like, messaging each other back and forth. They're exchanging phone numbers. So, like, literally she was like, I'm spending three hours – because rehearsals for them were three hours was six for us but like she's like I get to spend three hours like singing dancing and like being online like talking with people 
you know, and then like, we're like, we'll text and call each other when we're out of rehearsal, you know? So she was like, so just reconnecting with people again has been like, great. I'm not like, that nearly had me crying. And then like another one of our girls, her, she was in Canada actually. We were like, how did that happen? And she was like, well, my grandmother's sick. Uh, unfortunately, her grandmother passed away, but the losing of a family member is never easy, but it's also very complicated from an adult's perspective. So several of her aunts and uncles were, were in the midst of arguing as they, as they lost their mother. So I, you know, I, emotions are high, but like we um, pulled her into a breakout room. So anyone that's on Zoom, you know what those are. We pulled her into a breakout room to just be like, you know, mom told us about it. You know, if you need time filming your stuff or, you know, like we're here for you. And, you know, we were like, if you need to take a day or two where you don't show up, you know, log in for rehearsals, we understand. And she was like, I want to be here. Like having this, you know, these three hours where I can just like get away and like, we did your good man charlie brown so like that's super a super funny fun musical you know and like when we would get done doing um their singing and dancing like we would do arts and crafts where we would draw the peanuts characters and we would listen to you know their favorite musicals and things like that so she was like all of this is like i need this she's like i have not sat around with my friends and talked about musicals in forever um and so like that was also even just for me like discovering like i love I love sharing the arts with people. I think like it reminded me of like why I'm a teacher again, because like we would do a daily question with them and that, you know, we would always ask them what's their favorite old school musical. But mind you, the oldest kid I had was 14. So like they're saying old school musical. And I was like, I was a smooth in high school when that musical happened. You know, like the old school musical they mentioned was Thoroughly Modern Millie. I did Thoroughly Modern Millie in my senior year of high school. So like that musical's not that old, but like, that like and just having those conversations with them or like um like one time we asked them about like what is something you would love to see a musical out of which I think we talk about a little later too and like they would give me all these concepts and me and the MD would be like oh there's already a musical like that and there you go what and so like sharing that knowledge like and just that camaraderie like I don't that's that's what I've been reminded of and discovered about like I love the sharing of the arts just because it does so many wonderful things for so many people that I just love sharing it yeah I was gonna say I think that's something like like I was saying kind of earlier when you were like what artists have you discovered and I'm like I'm just watching mm -hmm. a lot of art and I feel that way too right like I've just been watching a lot of like people come together and I've been like posting like you know links for dances and things on on like my Instagram and like I'll have coworkers yeah. or like I guess like people I've worked with before, you know, maybe in the past, old coworkers or acquaintances that like don't know me, I guess, as well. And they'll be like, oh, like Danielle, you're posting so much stuff about like dance and like the arts. Like I didn't realize this about you. Like even if they know I'm a dance teacher, it just doesn't sometimes connect. And I'm like, yeah, because I think part of me is reconnecting, right? I think part yes. of it's like reconnecting mm -hmm. to what, like I was saying before, like what I love to do and like why, yep why I love to dance like I something about my art is like I love to dance because I love to dance and create and not having mm. to prove it and you know um like there was that I'm sure you saw it I posted it I might have posted it on the PYT Instagram as well but um a bunch of people got together who had all done productions of Rent oh my god it was so good yes I remember the fun they sang will I about um you know like the hope and future of the arts and especially when like there's no funding coming in right now and 
I mean, I cried and I just was like, this is so beautiful. This is mm -hmm. like, this is why we love art because art makes us move and feel and like, now I want to get up and create, you know? And like, yeah, I think like, it's just like the redis almost like not necessarily like, what did I discover about my art, but what did I rediscover about art in general and about like why I let why do I do what I do? Right. It was, a, I think the, the better question is like, it was a rediscovery for me. Like yeah. it's, it's these moments that I like, and again, which I think things slowed down. So like I was able like, and for our listeners that are like in college or, you know, the early twenties, like when you're in these training programs, it's all you do. But like when you're in the adult life of like paying bills and like family members getting older, starting a family and all these other things, like there's a lot that can get in the way of like, connecting to your art even when like someone like me and Danielle that were literally in the midst of choreographing things and doing art right but it's that it's that connection right and sometimes yeah. you don't like it and it's almost weird right because especially like when your job is to produce so much content <laughs> right. if you are working with students you are constantly producing new combinations dance shows musical numbers like you yep. know like helping to run talent events like when you have to produce like so much content like sometimes at the end of the day like I don't want to dance and it's like I forget right. like, like yeah like what is it that makes me excited about dance in the arts or, like, or even like watching the I've watched so many dance videos yes, since all of this started and I'm like well it's usually because like I get home and I do the work that I need to do once I get home so the next day doesn't suck and then it's like I don't want to dance anymore I don't want it I want to think of something you're, else you're just you're tired and so it's yeah. like yeah it's like finding what we rediscovering what I connect to has been like very cool you know yes. um mm. anyway let's move on yeah. um I'm excited about this question and I'm dying to know what you have to say so what what musical would you love to see revived on Broadway um sorry I'm gonna pause for a second because there's background noises because of a train okay Oh, nope, still going. Um, I sincerely, I've thought about this a lot because I love, we like you mentioned earlier, the Once on This Revival, Once on This Island Revival totally made me rethink how I look at revivals and musicals. Mm -hmm. um, it was just so well done. Oh, it was so well done. Gorgeous. Um, so gorgeous. Gorgeous production from top to bottom. Ugh. So I think for me, it would have to be, and a lot of people know this, I'm a big 80s musical fan. So like I love the sound that was happening during the 80s. Yeah. So it would probably be The Life, which is a musical about sex workers. And that's a touchy subject for some people. But what I love about, like, a matter of fact, Lilius White won a Tony Award for this song that was written for her, and it's called The Oldest Profession in the World. And to me, whenever I think of this musical, I think of just how empowering this show is for women. And again, I am not a woman, so I don't know, but like, like, there's a song in the show called It's My Body and It's Nobody's Business, where, like, Again, I'm just, I'm also kind of in that same kind of phase where Danielle is like, live your life. Like, long as everyone is safe and healthy and happy, like, there are worse things. We've seen it, you know? So I would love for an updated version of the life where 
you know, they, they update the music. The music is still great, but I would love, you know, reorchestrations of some of the music. And just that topic again of like, I, you know, I want a female director, you know, I want, I want a female director and a female creative team to go in and be, and I want a full female creative team and a strong female cast to get on that stage at the Tony Awards and be like, it's my body and it's nobody's business. That is what I would love to see. So like, that is, I would love the life to be revived. Like that is what I want. So a couple things. I love that because I think it's so prevalent right now in our time and it could so be like, like we can make some changes and it could speak so much. Mm-hmm. Also, I knew, I knew, I thought I was right, but I needed to Google it to double check. Um, so Joseph Baker, Joe Baker, who I work with, he's the artistic director yeah. for the Broadway Youth Ensemble. He was, um, he worked on the life. He wasn't a, a conductor and did keyboards. God, I love yeah. that show. He's got a long list. Also, I want to call him out. I don't think he listens to this podcast at all. Just, and I only say that because he's like older now. But um, I'm, now I'm on his internet Broadway database page. I had no idea that he music directed um, or like co-music directed and then took over Blood Brothers in the US on Broadway. And I am like, wait stop because when you said because when you said 80s musical i was like "Ooh, i could go for a good cry right now (laughs) yes yes like if anyone knows blood brothers which i feel like i i feel like if you're like even if you're our age like right like even if you're like 30 31 you're probably like what the hell is blood brothers it's such an obscure show for americans but it's such an insane show (laughs) Oh, and if you, but, okay, that's the thing, right? If you're, if you're, like, listening in England, at, or you know someone there and you say Blood Brothers, they'll be like, yes, got it. But in America, like, not so much. Um, and my parents have this hilarious story about when they saw it in the West End in the 80s. But um, if you don't know it, try to look it up. Even if you look it up, you're not gonna like. You're not gonna get it. You have to see the show. You do have to see the show. But it is like so heartbreaking and gut wrenching. Thought about it. That was on my list of revival shows. I love eighties musicals. I really love eighties musicals. And you know what it is? It's like the music is so beautiful. And again, I feel like it's one of those shows where like it can't necessarily be updated. But I think that there is something in there that speaks to what is happening in the world right now and families being torn apart yes and i yes. think there's something in there and i just um mm. I also love it i love it so much it is so beautiful if you ever see it or find it, a video version of it like get your tissues ready oh yeah um, <laughs> i have really quick a super funny story i know we're off topic but this is also our like hey we're catching up episode um when I worked at Stage Door Manor one year, they did a production of it. And they did a tr- absolutely tremendous job. So if we have any, like, ex-Stage Door kids listening, and you were there in 2015, like, you know what's up. If you were in it, like, kudos to you. Yep. Um, and the music director and I, so my show that I was working on was Zombie Prom. And Blood Brothers was, was in the same theater. So it's stage door. It's like two shows for every theater. You like, whatever. You're on two separate schedules. It's a whole thing. So what you do is like um, for dress rehearsals, each cast that shares a theater watches each other's dress rehearsals. And so 
the music director and I have like told our cast of kids that were like 15 to 18. We were like, guys, like bring your tissues, get ready. Of course, like, again, these kids are 15 to 18. It's 2015. They've never heard of Blood Brothers in their entire oh, yeah. lives. They're like, no, no, no. what the hell is this? We like told them the synopsis. They're like, wait, but like, so why do you cry? Like, I don't get it. And then we, so we go to dress rehearsal. I'm crying. Music director's hysterically crying. We had, there was like lunch right after the dress rehearsal. Our kids were wrecked. I mean, they were like wrecked. Like they got to lunch and counselors were like, what the hell happened today? Like, why is your cast crying? And we we're like, we didn't do anything. We warned them. Like, this is the one walking around like, oh, y'all saw Blood Brothers today, didn't you? It's like, yeah, you saw it today, didn't you? I kept being that, like, you know it's coming. You know it's coming. But none of uh, the shows, so anyway, none of them were prepared. So I just, like, love Blood Brothers so much. Um, and I would love to see it revived. But, of course, that's going to be revived. It's got to be done with the right people and no freaking, like, quote-unquote celebrities. No, um, same, th same thing with the light. Like, all of our revivals, I want pure talent. Like, give yes. us the acting, give us the singing, give us the dancing. So, speaking of pure talent, one of my favorite musicals that, like, I always says needs to be revived, and it was once, but only for a short time. But right now, right now, especially in America, would just like, we need it is ragtime. Oh, God, yes. I, again, I cry from the end of Act 1 until the end of Act 2. You'll just see me like, I can't control I it. have done Ragtime. We did it in college. And it is a show where, like, intermission comes. Oh. And oh. we're just, like, I remember the stage manager, like, going <laughs> the entire Harlem Ensemble and being like, because we sing this the song for Sarah Dying. Yeah. And so it's her, it's her funeral song. And for all of, at the time when we did it, it was uh, President Obama's first term. He was trying to get elected. So like that, like we were, you take a group of, of black, black music theater performers singing a song about, you know, ending and the struggles. And then you have a show about a presidency and you have Obama, he came to Jacksonville, Florida where we were. And like, we were a wreck. Every time that curtain would close, we were just literally on stage crying and sobbing. Yes. Our stage manager is literally being like, I don't want to be insensitive, but like, you've got to get off the stage so we can change the set. Yeah. Continue crying in the wings. It's perfectly okay. But like, and like, we were, it would be the point that we would be laughing and still crying because like, we knew things right. had to happen, but we were emotionally just tapped. It is just, um, so I... Did not get to see it on Broadway, the revival or the original. I did not see it on tour, but I did see multiple performances of a production done at NYU back in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. um, and with majority of uh, graduate students, it was absolutely incredible. It literally was like watching a Broadway show. Um, and I would literally sob from the end of act one I would like just be drying my tears and then act two would start. And I'd be like, here we go. Just like, thing, so like I, we went through this cause like I'm a huge fan of the show and it always wins lots of accolades when it's done. The only problem is, and the most recent revival, which is still several years ago at this point. Yes. Ragtime is a very large show. 
as it far is. as number of actors on stage. Yeah. The opening number, you have the uh, Westchester Ensemble, the Jewish Ensemble, and then you have the Harlem Ensemble. Mm-hmm. You need at least 10 to 15 people in both of those ensembles yes. on top of principals. Yes. No, and so, you do, though, because the vocals for the show right. are so powerful. I actually also saw a professional production of it in Colorado, which was also really good. But um, You just need so, the, so the many vocals, people. The songs, the music is so powerful and intense that it, it cannot have a small cast, right? So, like, nope. you can get away with barely any set in scenery. I have seen oh, completely. shows on with, like, one set piece. You do, it's very minimalistic. Yes. But you do need costumes to be pretty legit. And you, you need people who can act and sing the shit out of it, which is why... I was so upset. Most I'm also upset about the pandemic because there was supposed to be a concert production done at City yes. Center in yes. April with Audra McDonald and Brian Stokes Mitchell yeah. as a fundraiser for Marion Mazzy and then fucking the original COVID. mother. COVID because she'd passed away from breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Fucking COVID happened and they couldn't do it. And all I want in my life. All I want is to see the two of them sing ragtime together. And I had tickets. That is, on that. So I, I work for New York City Center, so I definitely had tickets to that. <laughs> I was I like, oh, I'm going. I literally was like, I don't care how much the ticket costs. I will oh. buy it. So I hope yeah. we get that again in the future. Um, but I think oh. it is a show that I hope, I'm sure, I'm not the first person who has thought of this during this time, especially being an election year. Mm-hmm. I am sure there's a team of people currently working on making this happen when it is safe to be back on Broadway. But I think that we could really, I think we could really use it. And I'm like, listen, after all those people get their vocal rests for almost a year, it is going to sound time. great. Oh, it, is, oh, it, it, it is just like time. So I am a proponent. If you listen to our podcast and you have something to do with this revival happening, because I feel in my soul that there is a team already working on it. Um, just, yes, please, please. And it's just beautiful. It's Aaron and Flaherty. So, like, it's great music. I'm, like, I I will forever love Ragtime. Like, it's just uh, on top of, forever. like, it happening at, at a, a certain point in my life. That show is just a, be- like I said, it is beautifully done from top to bottom. And so, and because it's such a large undertaking, I have not, and I've seen multiple productions of Ragtime. I've not seen a bad production just because everyone knows it's such a large undertaking that everyone puts yeah. their best foot forward yes. because you, it's just such a large undertaking. And it is, it's, it's history and it's American yes. history. Mm-hmm. So what an even more amazing idea to bring right now with the state of what this country is in and mm-hmm. the idea of talking about what it means to be American and American history, like, Absolutely. That's what we're at. Oh, anyway. Love that. Woo, we went on such a tangent. But like, re- like uh, we just really haven't, I know we haven't really talked about revivals on the show, so I was like, let it happen. Um, our next question, what would you love to see made into, what musical would you love to see made into a movie? I know we just bagged on movie musicals last episode, but like, why not? <laughs> hmm. I would... 
love to see. I'm really, okay. So this is already exists, but it's like a 30 minute version. Mm -hmm. And you have to like dig into the depths of YouTube to find it. But you should do this if you haven't seen it after this. I would love to see um, um, Zombie Prom done. And here's what. Uh, mm -hmm. Good call. So in the depths of YouTube, there exists a 30-minute version where RuPaul plays the principal. And it is genius. And it's it is so funny, hilarious. but it's literally only certain clips of certain songs to make it into a 30 minute, I'm like doing hand gestures, like people can see me, um, <laughs> 30 minute, 30 minute musical. And I am just all about, you know what I think makes really good movie musicals? Campy AF musicals. Oh, absolutely. And I just think that could be so fun and we can go over the top and you want to put a celebrity in there that can't sing great, great. There is going to be a part for them in there because it is so campy. Um, and I just would like, I'd be so into like a full length movie musical production. I also think the whole backdrop of it could like work so perfectly with special effects and movie magic. Oh yeah. That's so funny because I thought you were gonna say Doctor Horrible's, uh, the Neil Patrick Harris like Doctor Horrible's musical thing that they did like several years back. That's also super campy, but also like oh, thirty yes, minutes. Yeah, and I was like, I oh, it. that's weird. I, I mean, like I like, you but know, it's campy, it's super campy, though. right? Like it's, I'm with you. Like I love a good like ridiculous, ridiculously camp musical like that. So like even for me like. I would do, and I know that there already is, there's two movies of this, and this is, a, it was a movie first that turned into a musical, but I would love for there to be a musical version of this, and that's just because it's so campy and ridiculous, Legally Blonde. I would love yeah. for them to take the, to like do a scene of mu movie musical version of Legally Blonde. But like a real, like a real, like, 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 yeah, because I think you and I are talking about the same thing, like not a, not a stage production that's filmed. No, no, no. Like, I, yeah. Right, like I want us in a real fraternity, you know, sorority yeah. house with all our sisters around her, her like in a shopping mall. Yeah. And like, you could even play it like, uh, where she's like singing and belting and doing all this craziness and everyone around her is literally like, what are you doing? Like, oh, I, yeah. cause like, so that's what makes the movie, the two movies and the musical so great. It's just, it's so campy and ridiculous. Yeah. But she takes herself seriously the entire time. And then it's completely ridiculous, you know, and it's yeah. completely crazy. Or, or, same thing, I would love a movie, movie version of Mean Girls. Like, Mean Girls, the musical is written by Tina Fey and her husband. They updated it perfectly for this current technological generation, because, like, when the original Mean Girls came out, there was, like, we no technology. In, yeah, we were in high school. Right, there was, like, no social media. So they did some wonderful things, especially with like um, the Christmas, the Christmas dance and, and Regina George get, you know, eating, gaining weight from the protein bars or whatever. Like those are some great moments that they updated in the book and used really well that I would love for a new generation to have wider access to. And then some of those songs really are great. So, and again, but also at the heart of, they're also just so campy. And yeah. I think to me, that's what makes a great movie musical is the ridiculous camp of it, you know? I agree. I mean, I'm just sitting here and really thinking about like, you know, yes, 
you know, Chicago was done so well, but even moments of Chicago get campy, right? There are even yeah. like moments in there and caricatures. See, that's what it is. It's not, it's not campy necessarily, but we have caricatures in there. And I really think like you, like those are the ones that work. Those like super crazy campy musicals that could use the big sets, that could use the props yes. and the special effects. So like you have to be for me movie musicals whether they're serious or not and the serious ones are often like, I'm like eh, why'd you pick it but yeah. like you got to be able to laugh at yourself because innately like musicals in and of themselves especially at how time has evolved they're such a ridiculous thing that like again you have to give me a high school musical where the entire school is dancing all at a basketball game and rhythm and sync and i'm like this is so ridiculous. I had to go with it because it's just so ridiculous. So I, yeah, I'm a big proponent of if we're going to go movie musical, give me, give me some good old camp. Let's laugh at ourselves. Ah, oh, yeah. zombie prom. That's a good one. I forgot about the RuPaul as the teacher. I mean, I've seen I it like enjoy, a billion times, but if, it's so I'm going to, I'm going to find a clip of the opening number that Paul is in and I'm going to post it to our, in, probably our feed and our story yeah. because it is just like so wonderful. It's so okay. So our final question: What topic would you love to turn into a musical? Gosh, this one's hard for me because I a part of me I would love a really great musical about quarantine, honestly, mm. and the pandemic. However, some of y'all are young and y'all don't know this, but when nine eleven happened, when Danielle and I were children. Very shortly after that, a lot of plays came out about 9-11 that the world was not ready for, and particularly yeah. America was not ready for, and they were not well written at all. Like, I, I, I don't know if I've mentioned on the show, but I went, I grew up going to Georgia Theater Conference and Georgia Thespians, and like, so like, I went to a lot of different, um, a lot of different conferences and, and uh, theater events when I was younger, so like, I've seen a ridiculous amount of plays and musicals in my life, um, so that's why, like, I remember, you know, those subsequent high school years seeing plays about, like, 9-11, and just how imbalanced everything was, like, everyone was not ready for that, so as much as I, I would love to see a really well-written play, you know, or even, like, a musical, I really think it would be a musical, about the quarantine I don't know if we're ready because I just I also think of like myself and all of my friends like yes we've been dealing with a pandemic but like a lot of life has also happened in the midst of pan the you know the quarantine and the pandemic like I've had friends have babies I've got friends get engaged I have friends have weddings postpone weddings um you know like uh, reconnecting with family members so like I would just love a giant like almost like a August Osage County where, you know, like the family gets back together and we deal yeah. with all the different things that have happened in quarantine or, or I, I don't know if, or I maybe. Think I, yeah. I really like that. I, the, that idea of almost like an August Osage County going in that direction. Mm -hmm. And I think that I agree, but I don't think it should like, you know, like fall 2021, like we right. have this like play about COVID. Like I think we still need time. Cause like, like again, we're, we're talking seven to 10 years top. Right. But I think like there's that, this is obviously a topic that should never be erased from history. And I'm sure it won't be. I just like, I also think of like, they're also as, as, as crazy as this is, I'm sure there's a lot of 
wonderful things that happened in the midst of this too that I think could be highlighted because I again I just I've I'm also a podcast listener as we're on a podcast but um like I've listened to podcast stories of people being like yeah now me and my girlfriend broke up and then quarantine hit so we were quarantining together after we broke up so we were living with each other we don't like each other you know like funny goofy stories like that you know or where it's like you know like a lot of people a lot of artists in New York City unfortunately um artists had to move back home because the city was just too expensive when there's no work so like you know I would love to hear about artists moving home you know or you know and the crazy kooky stories a bit you know you've been living in New York for 10 years and now you're living in a small town how do you adjust to that you know yeah is it is it as outdated as you once thought it was or have things changed have they evolved so I just think in the midst of this quarantine period there's some great material here both comedic and tragic of just life and I think I think that's what it is for me the best musicals are a slice of our a slice of life told really well yeah you know and so that's like like when we think of the life or ragtime these are just snapshots of the human experience but they were done so well you know that years later they're still reviving ragtime you know or we still know that you know so I agree I think that they're yeah I think if you know we take our time it could you know, to be a wonderful, beautiful musical or play. So I, I absolutely agree. And um, yeah. Do you have anything else you think would be a good musical? On my campy train, because I'm just like loving music for like campy stuff right now. I would love to see a campy musical a la Smile Style, which I believe is also an 80s musical. It is, because I love it. A la Smile, but about like dance competition. And I say this because I think that like while Dance Moms is no longer a thing, everyone knows about it. You have like Dancing with the Stars, oh, like, yeah. like the drama that's happened with that. And I think there's like an opportunity to just have like a lot of fun and like something like really hilarious about like the like competition moms and like the dance competitions. And oh, yeah. Have, like fierce, amazing like dance numbers that are like technically amazing and then like the really weird kitschy ones where you're like ooh kids shouldn't do that um done a la smile right so just like very kitschy and fun and smiles about like a pageant world oh my god um, I want that now right I think, smile I think is so ridiculous we haven't had we haven't had anything like it since smile and I think like dance competitions have been so huge in the past decade or so that like that could be like really, really fun. And I think that there's so much you could play with there. So I would love that because there's, there is a play called Competition Piece, which I feel like I might've mentioned. The yes, podcast I've, I've like read monologues from it before too. And it's so com- Competition Piece is so catch is so kitschy and like ridiculous that I'm like, oh, a musical version with like competition dance would be brilliant because like, I would love for there to be like, the moms and the kids at the same time like it would just be brilliant I just feel like because there I just feel like it could be so fun and funny and like again if you like go the campy route if you go the like rocky horror zombie prom toxic avenger like that route smile route it would be great yes oh my god creative teams get on this oh I I know also, but call me, though, because hashtag I just thought of that. <laughs> right. So, like, like, let me call you a grass. So um, with that being said, that kind of brings us into our next section, which is our, like, uh, tip of the week. 
And in particular, for our tip of the week, I actually wanted to shout out um, one of our listeners that sent us an email last year, um, but we did not have a chance to get to it because life and crazy. The end of 2019 was quite crazy for me. Um, so I did not have a chance to check this email. Um, but her name is Danny Albertine, Albertina. Um, and she's a listener in New York City. Um, and she herself, too, is a choreographer and a performance adjudicator and a dancer and things like that. And one of the th reasons that we kind of started this podcast was to connect with the people that are on the ground every day, um, doing the things that me and Danielle do, where sometimes it's completely hilarious and sometimes it's completely ridiculous and sometimes it's completely stressful. Um, and uh, Danny is actually, I'm rereading re through her email now, she's a choreographer that has worked on the Upper West Side in New York City, which is a very affluent neighborhood that comes with certain entitlements, good, bad, or indifferent. It's just the reality of it. Um, so we, um, I wanted to, I wanted to shout her out and thank you for sending us a lovely email, which we absolutely adore. Um, so sorry, once again, for like taking so long to respond back to you. I do want to say to anyone that um, wants to reach out to us via email, we do have an email address, which I don't think we say anymore because we use it. We don't use it that often, honestly. I know. But it is, uh, it's PYTNYC29 at gmail.com. That's PYTNYC29 at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, I just thought, I just really want to take the time to kind of just shout her out and say a thank you. And thank you to all of our listeners. We do see your messages when you comment on Instagram. We do see all those interactions or randomly people that have worked with us in the past have reached out to me and Danielle and being like, oh, I listen all the time. Or like, I learned so much. So we just want to say this time, take this time to say a big thank you to you guys. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, same thing, right? Like I appreciate people still reaching out to us and commenting and listening and you know we kind of what we talked about in the beginning of this episode we're not going to sit here and necessarily apologize for like having a couple weeks or months off from the podcast we love doing this we love having people listen but we've been taking care of ourselves and yes. making sure that we are in our best places possible to bring you quality episodes and just like we said you know we've been just taking time to focus on us and now we're ready and we're back um Mm -hmm. so we appreciate everyone so much um and my tip would be like yeah just take that give yourself grace and take that time for yourself um and we are super are you still there to know about or talk about um any tips so yeah keep messaging us and writing in mm -hmm. well that's it for us the curtain has closed on this episode but we hope that you will join us next week and every week after that Episodes come out every Thursday. You can find us on your favorite podcast apps. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We are at Point PYT on all platforms. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. And I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. See you next week on Point Your Toes, the Adventures of the NYC.